You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. I'm a messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of It's a Horror Podcast. My name is Wes. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Kevin. And tonight, I, I've looked forward to this podcast for a long time. I know, and it's funny, last end of last episode, you said you said the name of this director to me, and I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't even think about him. Like, I don't know why I didn't think about him, but he just kind of eluded me. And I was so excited to watch all these films again. And I got to watch them. And I was like, this is the best ever. Like, it was one of the coolest things I've got to do in a long time is just watch all this guy's, uh, you know, filmography. And it was just fantastic. So uh, why don't you tell us, since you came up with it, why don't you tell us who we're covering tonight? All right, everybody. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about the one and only Tim Burton. Now, yeah. I don't. I would say like love him or hate him, but as far as I know, I don't know anybody that really hates him or his style. And what really sets him apart from other directors is his kind of directorial style. I mean, no one else really does it quite like him. And mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely go over all of his films and talk about you know some of our favorites and some of our maybe not so favorites. But yeah, I think as a whole, Tim Burton's very popular and um, rightly so. Definitely. Like, yeah, you know, I was looking through all of his stuff. I mean, he, he's not very, okay. He's not very diverse, but yet he is. It's weird because like, yeah, like, like, you know, you're watching a Tim Burton film. Like, you know, you're watching a Tim Burton film. Like there's no question about it. Like the way it's, you know, it's the set looks the way, you know, the, the, the directing is, it's just, it's just all him. So, but it, like he does a lot of different genres. So I guess that's kind of, you know, cause like he does like, you know, cartoons, he does, uh, dramas, he does action, he does horror. Like it's he's into everything. He's like Sam Raimi almost, but like I think better, honestly, because he does it a lot better than Sam Raimi does. Don't kill me for that, but I just I think he does it better. <laughs> yeah, good, good. About that, I didn't want to you know step on any toes or anything, but uh, but yeah, like I just I am watching some of the interviews. Uh, you know, I've always pulled a clip from interview to put in our transitions and um, listen to just him talk about just filmmaking and and his passion and it, it was so cool to hear him talk because. I never actually sat down and listened to him do an interview before and to hear, I can listen to like three or four of them, I think. And he's just a very cool guy. Like, you know, he's very weird, but he's really personable. He really can talk and he just he gets his thoughts out. It's, it's great. Like he's, I have so much more respect for him hearing him talk and explain himself to just, you know, the world. And it's just, it's fucking awesome. So yeah. Oh yeah. But all right. I mean, like I said, this episode has just been one of those I can't, you know, can't wait to get to. So let's just get into it because I'm excited to talk about these films. And you know, I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen a Tim Burton film, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, there he goes. I mean, <laughs> coming out bring it early. Up. Hell yeah! I mean, just like I mean, fuck. Just the ones we go through tonight. I'm just going to tell you right now that my top five and Kevin's top five. Just drop what you're doing. Go watch all these films. I'm, I guarantee you we'll have a few in common. But the ones we talk about, please go watch them because all these films are solid films. They're 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 dated, but they're still relevant today. So like, just just go watch them. Go watch them all and enjoy them all, and then come back and tell us how awesome we are for for turning you on to Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, let's just get into it. I want to hear more about Tim. Like I said, I learned a little bit about him, you know, this week and, and a little 
bit last week. So I want to hear some actual, you know, facts about his life. So uh, let's just let's just get into it. All right. So good old Timmy Burton. Now, his style, it's kind of hard to explain. You know, obviously, it's just kind of very dreamy-ish. Well, his style is heavily, heavily influenced by the German Expressionalist style of the 1920s, um, specifically the film Cabinet of Dr. Caligari from 1920. Have you ever gotten around to checking that one out? I have not, but I'm definitely going to do it now that I know this. Yes, it's it really stands up. It's, it's a really cool film, and there's a lot of similarities, honestly, between a film that came out 100 years ago and the films that Tim Burton has made, specifically, like, kind of hallway scenes and just diff- weird-sized hallways and stuff. That was definitely kind of a definite influence on him. Um, so, yeah, Tim Timothy Walter Burton was born August 25th, 1958, makes him 61 years old, born in Burbank, California. Now, he has... 24 producer credits and 19 uh, full-length film director credits. His He released his first short film titled The Island of Dr. Agor in 1971. Now, obviously, his first directorial debut was in 1985. So during the span of those 14 years, he was heavily involved in a lot of short films. And I, I won't really go through a lot of those. Um, if you want to see him, check out his IMDb and look into those. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of go through his 19 full-length director credits, um, just film by film. Uh, his directorial debut was in 1985 with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He followed that mm-hmm. up with 1988's Beetlejuice, 1989's Batman, 1990's Edward Scissorhands, which we may or may not be talking about. <laughs> Ni- <laughs> 1992, Batman Returns. Obviously, the, I know the Batman franchise is one of your favorite non-horror franchises so i'm kind of excited to see if you have some of his batman films included do you mm-hmm. i mean maybe yeah you don't want to ruin I, it for the people my hand is totally safe <laughs> <laughs> um up next is 1994's ed wood 1996 mars attacks 1999's sleepy hollow planet of the apes in 2001 big fish from 2003 charlie and the chocolate factory from 2005 corpse bride also in 2005 busy year Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street in 2007, obviously the adaptation of the musical. Alice in Wonderland in 2010, Dark Shadows 2012, Frank and Weenie in 2012, Big Eyes in 2014, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children in 2016, and most recently Dumbo from 2019. Man, that was a mouthful. <laughs> that's, seriously, that's a lot of films. Yes, now obviously it's kind of a wide variety, like you mentioned, you know, he's diverse but not at the same time because you can totally kind of pick out his style so yeah then look for the newcomers let me just kind of explain how we're going to do this in a little bit um so we have a top five list i don't know wes's he doesn't know mine he probably not probably he could possibly hate the films i have and vice versa we don't like to talk about it we like to save it for the podcast our opinions on a lot of the movies of the directors we talk about spice chili the whole nine and uh (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you can get this out of spice chili. Well, come on. You know I love that part. You know I love it. Please say it. Please say it for me. I'll, uh, I'll bring it out next time. I'll bring it out next time. <sighs> You're killing me, dude. Breaking my heart. I thought the bromance was back, dude. <laughs> Don't I mean, go I was listening to the Fulci episode while I was editing it. And, like, honestly, dude, I could hear your heart breaking the entire time. And it was, it was killing yeah. me. Like, I was like, 
uh, like I was just like, oh, I just want to hug him right now. I just want to get, put his little head on my, on my chest and just rub his back and rub his hair. And make him I don't think okay. that you've ever like hated doing an episode more so than that one. Well, I wouldn't say hated, but in terms of what we talked about, you just had yeah. really nothing good to say. <laughs> I mean, really, like listening back to it, especially, I was like, wow, I really didn't like you <laughs> went in. at all. Yeah. You went in on him. I did. Fulci, if you're listening, I know you're dead, but if you're like, you know, there's a ghost in the room or something, I, I'm sorry, dude. I really, please forgive me. And I will definitely <laughs> still hate your films, but I'll like you. I mean, you can be a good person. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I try to save face here. <laughs> yeah. Don't have me, people. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, I guess see, I don't, I don't want to do this because, like, I, I, again, these are top five, you know, picks we're doing. Like, I'll, I don't really love all of his films. Like, there's one, one I like. Oh my god, I hate that shit. But you know what? We have to do it. It's part of the show. There's one that just kind of stinks a little bit. And, you know, it gets like a little shitty. So let's just get this one out of the way so we definitely can go ahead and you know get to the good stuff. So, all right, what's the sick pick this week, Kevin? Hey kids, it's time for Kevin's Shit Pick of the Week. So typically, as is not the fashion, I never, I don't really hate any of his movies necessarily, but there is one that I disliked and was kind of disappointed with, and that was Dark Shadows from 2012. I can fully agree with you on this, dude. Seriously. I, I mean, were you a fan of the original show? Actually, never seen it, no. Real okay, so I used to watch it back when I was like a kid, and I say kid, like you know, maybe like middle school, something like that. I didn't watch it all, but I watched a lot of episodes. And that was just a really good show, like I really enjoyed it. And when I saw this was coming out, I was like, Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's no, please don't do this, you know, and it just didn't turn out well at all. So, yeah, it, it's just one of those ones that just kind of falls flat. I mean, it's almost trying to like make fun of itself, it, and you just you're kind of watching that, and that only works if you can kind of present a certain level of kind of corniness, you know, but like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not fun. And that's the thing. I was uh, watching this. I was, I was pretty much bored the entire time. And I mean, you know, Johnny Depp does his thing and I'm pretty sure he's like in every single Tim Burton. <laughs> no, okay. Not <laughs> every single one, but at least like a dozen, I'd say. At least. Um, but yeah, I honestly, there's just nothing really to say, man. It just falls flat. And I eh, just wasn't a fan. Yeah, like I said, I, I think I got maybe feel like half an hour of it, and I just couldn't. Like I said, I was a big fan of the original show, and like I understand like tongue in cheek humor and being corny like that. But like I said, it's, yeah, it just fell flat. It just didn't feel right. And I even even hearing about it when I like I heard about it, you know, through I think I was uh, coming soon dot net. It was one of those websites I always kept up with, kind of seeing the new stuff coming out. And I saw that pop up, and I'm like, oh. and I thought, well, Tim Burton, okay, this this is a possibility. It could be good. No, I mean, it's not Tim's fault. Like, honestly, like it looked great and it was just the aesthetic was there, but it just, the material just was not good enough to make into a funnier film. I don't know. It just didn't work. So did the the original show, was that like tongue in cheek? Was it comedy or no, it was total straight up drama. Like it was all, I mean, it was just a whole, just the show was really, really good. Like of course it was, it's dated as fuck, but like, it's, you know, it's a classic. So uh, if you haven't checked, checked it out, that yeah, just, like, I mean, it, it is it is kind of soap opera ish, you know. So it does have that aspect to it, but like I don't know, it just had some kind of feel to it. I just really enjoyed it. Like, the, like I said, the aesthetic of that one was really cool. And it was real dark and kind of you know low budget looking, and it, it was just kind of cool. So I don't know, but uh, people, you may not like it, but at the same point, it's just it's classic. So yeah, I'll have to add it to ever growing list. 
Dude, we were talking about, <laughs> I was talking about Liz the other day with a friend. I was like, yeah, you know, that list we always add to. She's like, yeah, you know, the list I've ever made. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you always say that. I'm like, there's no list. There's no list out there. You know, it's just in your head somewhere. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, why? Well, let's just get to it. Um, oh, first of all, let's just. Oh, yeah. Let's flush it away. How do you get rid of that one? You know, it's like I said. You know, you tried Burton, we, we give you props, you know, fist bump, you know, air, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, you tried, but it just didn't work out. So, um, all right. So let's just get into our top fives here. And I have a little something. I told Kevin, I have a little something for him in this transition he might like. So uh, let's just, uh, I, I hope I got this right. Like, it just didn't sound good to me at first, but I don't know. I hope it came off, comes comes off well to you guys. So well, I'm excited. Here we go. Number five. Number five. You're going to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, Daddy. A rebel. Are you a ghost, too? I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Not, you know, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? And also just that weird feeling as a filmmaking family. You know, when you're making a film, it is like a weird dysfunctional family, and it's there's something beautiful about that. Yes, I'm a loner, Dottie. I'm a rebel. Uh, I had to put some people in there for you, man. I really did. You have to, man. You have to. It's classic. And if you noticed, I did something different in this transition. Like, usually I just pick, like, a, a song from one of the most popular films and just put it in the background. I actually changed it from each film as I went along. I thought that was kind of a different thing, trying to twist to it. So, Dude, it was great. It was perfect. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Number five. What you got? All right, so maybe a surprising pick to some people. I've got Planet of the Apes from 2001. Wow, yes, dude, I am very surprised. Okay, all right, well, tell me what you like about it, dude. This film, it might not hold up quite as much as it used to, and I know this one doesn't really have a lot of fans, but I've seen the original, and it was just a little slow, and that's definitely something this is not. This is definitely a popcorn action flick, you know, starting off the 2000s in a bang. This movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. And some people would be remiss to call this a horror film, but I would consider it a horror film because those monkeys scared the ever-living daylights out of me as a child. Like, Really? Yeah, yeah, oh my god. Uh, There's one in specific, he's really mean, and I remember he's like a lighter, like a lighter, he's like brown, mm. and I don't know, but yeah, that one scared me mostly. But I, I don't know what it is, I just don't like kind of human animal hybrids and it just kind of creeps me out and i can't really explain why i don't know if i had like a traumatic thing with a human creature when i was before i was conscious but i don't know man i mean yeah like i i've seen the original who i've seen i've seen like the most recent ones not the tim burton film but some of the most recent ones and i actually like those a lot but yeah the, the originals with you know trump heston i don't know those just don't appeal to me at all like i'm just I like older films, but I don't know. That just seems so cheesy to me. Like it was, it was cheesy in a bad way, not cheesy in a good way. So I don't know. I just can't get on board. And, and isn't Mark Wahlberg in this one? Uh, yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. I love him, but like, I don't know. I just, I just never had the desire to watch this film and I just didn't watch it for this, you know, for this, you know, this podcast. So about, I, you know what? I'll give it a chance. Since you like it so much, I'll give it a chance. Check it out. Even I said to myself at the first, any film we talk about, you got to go watch this. I'll, I'll definitely go watch it now. So. Yes, now it's definitely not a film that doesn't have its demerits. I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but it's just kind of always held a place in my heart, you know, and nostalgia obviously overtakes anything else in regards to how you feel about something. You know, nostalgia oh, plays a huge factor, and 
what you like and don't like later in life. And this is definitely kind of one of those ones that's always had my heart. And it, it really takes you into a different world. That's what I like about it, literally. I mean, it, that's the whole point of the movie. And, and the ending, you know, it's not a happy-go-lucky ending. And and as, as much as I, I like happy endings and I like things to be wrapped up, I, I do also enjoy kind of those heartbreaking endings or those bad endings, you know. And, and I'd say that this one did it pretty well. Cool. All right. Well, I, now I'm hooked. Now I got to go find out. So, all right. Excellent. Very good review, man. It's like, that's like short and sweet to the point. I want to go see it now. So thanks man. Well yeah, done, it's worth a shot. And you know what? You talking about nostalgia. I had a cool idea in my head as you were saying that I was like, what if it was, and I'm sure there was a podcast out there somewhere, like the YouTube channel or something, but it's just called nostalgia. And like, it, it covers like, you know, I guess films of whoever the person's on the podcast, whatever, you know, they're nostalgic, you know, movies or whatever they grew up with, you know, and then that'd be kind of cool to do, you know, just kind of talk about your childhood and what you watched and how, it, how you felt watching. That'd be kind of cool to do actually. I mean, yeah, that would be really cool. Trademark. You can't take anybody. Anybody listening, you can't have, this is my, my idea. Yeah. Oh my God. I just saw someone the other day, someone starting a romantic comedy podcast. I was like, Oh damn it. I missed a fucking boat on that shit. But, oh man. Uh, I know they love fucking romantic comedies, I swear. Um, anyway, all right, back, back to It's a Horror Podcast. Um, so my number five pick is is a film that I really, really love, but I put it so low on my list just to the fact of, like, I don't really watch it a lot. I usually watch it around Christmas time, if that makes anything, but it is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. And, yeah, I, I my kids love this film. I showed it to them a couple years ago, and they really, really loved it. And every year we watch it around Christmas time, probably two, three times. Um, but it's been a while since I've seen it. It's probably been December since I've seen this film. So I didn't get to watch it for this podcast. I know I'm slacking big time. <laughs> um, don't, don't at me, please. We've all been but, there. Uh, I know, but y'all, yeah, we have. But like this, this film is very special to me and just the whole feel and just, you know, being a horror lover, you know, and the fact that how the, you know, the aspect of horror plays into this is so brilliantly done. Like it's just, it just pulls, you know, Christmas and horror together. And of course, if anyone was, Involved in my uh, Christmas in July, you know, a week I had, you know, middle of July, or this is more end of July. But anyway, we had a great time doing that and sharing, you know, Christmas horror films. And uh, this is definitely one I, you know, shared. Of course, now it's out that I didn't watch it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it, like I said, I just love it so much. So I actually have it on VHS in the claim case. And that's just one of my favorite, you know, VHS tapes that I own. So it just looks fantastic. So, um but it has Tim Burton's fingerprints all over it, and he does a fantastic job of just the whole thing. It's just fantastic. So if you haven't seen this film, seriously, go out and look, you know, watch it. And you know, Jack Skellington and uh, Sal. It was just the whole thing, you know, Oogie Boogie. I mean, it's it's just it's fucking awesome. Um, it, it looks fantastic. The the animation in it is just perfect, um, and just the, the music in it is also great. Like you know, some people really are a fan of you know musicals, and this is definitely a musical. But they kind of downplayed, I think, in my in my eyes, and they, they you know they add it only when it's necessary. I think sometimes with musicals they overdo it. Um, another one he does really well like that is Sweeney Todd, uh, that may be talking about later on. But like using songs to just further the the plot rather than to just throw in something that's just kind of like a, a time filler. And this the songs is definitely are not a time filler. They definitely add to the story and they add to the characters and. They all make it make it come to life, honestly. So, um, just a fantastic film. So I'm I'm sure you've seen it, right? 
I have not. Um, what, Kevin? Now, I've given it many shots over the years. I'll, I'll, <sighs> I'll start it and I'll be like, ooh, I, I'm finally going to watch this. And then it just kind of just, I don't know, I, I always end up getting sidetracked with something or um, I have plans or I'm busy. I, just something always happens. And I've, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. And I'm pretty sure I've probably ended up seeing it all the way through, but I just don't really remember <laughs> that much of it. And yeah, honestly, yeah. with the top the films I have in my list, I knew it wasn't even worth kind of. Uh, okay, I'd, I'm not gonna say it's not worth watching, but I really don't Got see it. it being able to kind of surtop what I had already come up with. Um, and kind of a spoiler alert, but I'm actually not the biggest fan of his animated films. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Like I said, it's you know animated films are definitely a, a, you know a niche that you know some people just don't get on on board with. So. And like I said, I, I'm actually hoping you're going to watch it this Christmas. I'm going to tell Rachel, I'm going to, I'm going to DM her and say, listen, you've got to sit down with Kevin sometime during December and watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And I guarantee you she'll be like, yes, of course. And then, you know, we'll see what goes from there. But. So you're saying a Christmas movie over a Halloween? I always know that that's a huge debate. I mean, it, it, I watch it for Halloween too. But like, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – if you look at the title, it's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Like it's it, it's, it's got it's best both worlds, <laughs> right? It's best of both worlds, but but I think it is more a Christmas film for the fact that the whole reason he's doing it is to like take over Christmas. Like that's the whole point of the movie. So that's why I think that's why I think it's a Christmas film, but it's a Christmas horror film. So that's yeah. So yeah, is Jack Skellington well, so, uh, just pretty much the Grinch? I mean, no, because he's not really trying to ruin it. He's just trying to take it over and like make it his own. Because like the Grinch oh, was just trying okay. to steal it and fuck it up for everyone. So that's I mean I guess that's the way they're different. I don't really know. But I guess they would kind of be able to fight it out, and you know, which always they should add those characters to like Mortal Kombat. You know, like Jack Skellington versus the Grinch. And then, Ooh, like, you know, there you go. Like pointy, like pointy, uh, you know, candy canes stabbing each other. Know, like <laughs> Throwing cat in the hat. Why the hell? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just just for good measure, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I said, it's, it's it's you know it's it's a family movie too, so you can watch it you know with your kids, without your kids. You know, I do it both ways. So I mean. Those are both ways anyway, but, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, we all this know is this. A great film. We all know that. Um, but yeah, so just go check it out if you haven't, Kevin. You really need to watch it again. Just give it. A, just sit down. Just, just make yourself watch it, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, I'm totally down. Honestly, it's definitely been all. It's always that kind of thorn in my heel. You know, like one of those movies yes. where you, you're just like, man, I I really got to I I just got to check it out, but I yes. just haven't gotten there. But I, I will. It's okay. It's okay. Like I said, there's movies I've been meaning to check out for a long time and that are really great. And I'm like, I got to watch these movies and I just don't. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Point taken. Point taken. All right. Well, uh, let's just move on to number four and uh, keep this ball rolling. Do it. Number four. You're going to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. I'm a rebel. Are you a ghost too? I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Not, you know, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? And also just that weird feeling as a filmmaking family. You know, when you're making a film, it is like a weird dysfunctional family, and it's there's something beautiful about that. Okay, so coming in at my number four is a film that I actually watched for the first time for the podcast, and that is Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Oh, no shit. That's also yes. mine. <laughs> is it really? Perfect. Yeah, it is really. Okay, so, I mean, what's really not to say about this one? Now, this is literally a movie I always judge by the cover. Um, mm. I knew it was a Tim Burton film. 
And I'm not typically a huge fan of that kind of gothic um, England style um, set piece, you know, in the 1800s or 1700s, when whenever this one takes place, I can't remember, right. but holy shit, man. No, this movie's great. You know, it's got an awesome Halloween atmosphere and it's got very bleak colors with like Jack lanterns, you know, like bright orange and just the color scheme in this film is really good. And it's, it's really fun. It's really dark too. It's probably mm-hmm. one of his, I want to say more serious films because people are just getting their heads chopped off left and right. I didn't realize yeah, it was like gory. that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that hard of a, like rated r film like i didn't think it was i always thought it was kind of like childish i don't know why i thought that but that was just kind of my perceived notion going into it and then watching it i'm like oh my god you know like no i agree i agree yeah it's low-key a slasher film Mm -hmm. it really is like it's honestly it's and it's done so well too it looks great like the film looks so fucking good yes that's one of my favorite things about it was just the the colors and the tone of everything it was it just it's it's great i mean i can't talk about this one enough because obviously it's fresh on my mind um you know johnny depp's character and this is awesome ichabod crane i mean he you know he plays a very likable guy very kind of innocent you know it he's thrust into the kind of world of the um headless whatever headless horseman i almost couldn't even think of the name i was like come on i just watched it (laughs) but yeah man it's just a lot of fun and if you haven't checked it out like i haven't previously i would definitely recommend it Definitely. And, and I'm with you. Like you said, I, I kind of always held it as like a childish movie, but yeah, we're watching it again. I think I ever watched it uh, end of last year, I guess. It's been, it's been a while. And I was like, damn, this movie's fucking, this is for real. You know, like this is some real shit. And then I watched it again just uh, last week for this. And I was like, yeah, this film is just so good. Uh, the, the acting's on point. The the set piece or the set's great. And the, the cinematography's awesome. The music's great. Depp is on, you know, he's on his game in this film. Like he is so good. Um, and you know, I, I know that, um, uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking on his fucking name right now. Uh, Oh my God, dude, Christopher Walken as the hell is, oh, yeah, I know yeah, he yeah. doesn't really, I really didn't play him that much, but like what he does, like he, he looks so terrifying, dude, that fucking his face, teeth. damn teeth. God, mm-hmm. man, I would not want to get eaten up, uh, eaten out by him. I swear. It's oh. God. That would, I mean, whew. we'll never I say never. My, I mean, <laughs> all right okay, okay yeah, i mean i will say i will say never but it'll be really you know he didn't really you know sweet taught me and take me to dinner and you know speak sweetly in my ear and you know all that stuff but anyway we'll talk that's another that's the it's a sexy podcast so um Ooh. like that <laughs> coming next year 2021 keep an eye out <laughs> oh my god COVID didn't fuck it up um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this, this film really is great. So, I mean, like you said, I, I take everything you just said and like the cover, I'm looking at the cover right now. It's just, it's so, God, it's just so like Halloween. It's just, Oh my God. It's just, it's so good. Like honestly, this movie is, you should watch on Halloween night because it is set that feel of just like terrifying, like it has some really cool effects in it. And it's just great. Like I can't say anything else about it. Honestly, it's just so awesome. So definitely. But I'm about to pull a It's a Horror Podcast first on you right now. Oh, here we go. I'm actually going to split my number four pick Ooh, with another film. Number four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I have so many films I love about his. And these these two films are very similar. I think you may figure out what it is. Um, but I just had to add this in because I was going to put it like it was like my honorable mention. But I was like, no, I love this film a lot, so I got to put it in there. So I'm splitting number four between Sleepy Hollow and Sweeney Todd. Ooh, um, See, before yes. you mentioning that, I totally would have figured that would have been higher on your list, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's, uh, I mean, 
we'll get, we'll get to later on about what those actually exactly are. But, um, but yeah, like these films are very similar. You know, they look, they look similar. Um, of course, Depp's character is not the same. I think he plays a totally different character in Sweeney Todd. But like the, the feel of these movies are very similar, which I love that. So, and I'd never seen Sweeney Todd before, like last week. I'd never watched it before. Wow. And I just, it just didn't seem like a, a movie I'd want to watch. I don't know why. I have you no probably heard the word why. musical and were, was like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like musicals, but like I said, they're not my favorite. So I guess I was like, ah, you know, it's a horror musical. Oh, it's not going to be kind of <laughs> stupid, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, but I was like, <laughs> so, but watching it, I was blown the fuck away. Like, I was like, damn, this movie's fucking awesome. Um, like I said, the aesthetic in this is perfect. Like, it just, oh my God, I can't say, you know, good things about it, honestly, because it's just one of those films that I wish I'd seen a lot longer, you know, like, you know long, longer ago. And uh, just the cast in itself is, you know, you got Helen Bonham Carter, you got Alan Rickman, um, fucking, what's his name? Um, Jeffrey Jones. Fucking, uh, no. Uh, no, no. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Fucking, yeah, Borat's in it, man. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, I mean that, his part is so fucking cool. And it's just, I don't know, everything in this film is just, just fantastic. The, the, the roaches, God, there's roaches in that, you know, and Miss uh, Miss uh, Lovett's uh, cafe are just, oh my God, they're so fucking gross, dude. This is, ugh, it kind of gets to you, but, um, yeah, just the whole story is great, and I don't know what I was thinking, man. I mean, of course, I'm like, all right, first time in history, I'm going to say to Wes, what the fuck is wrong with you putting <laughs> this off so long? Seriously, that's the first time ever I said to myself. So, but seriously, if you haven't seen Sleepy Hollow and Sweeney Todd, go watch them, because they are, they'll give you the Halloween spirit right fucking now. Like, watch it, and then go, like, Spirit Halloween Store, and, like, run around, like, with your head cut off or something, and, like, you know, spurting blood everywhere, and going, I'm the Headless Horseman, and I'm going to... Shave your neck and, you know, all that shit. So. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to give a spoiler alert. I actually don't have this one on my list, so I'll, I'll talk about what? this now. Yes. All um, right. Go ahead. It, it would definitely be in one of my honorable mentions, honestly. Um, I actually think I saw this twice in theaters, and I, I, I'm not sure why. I, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't love it. I, I do enjoy it a lot. Um, the musical thing does kind of take me out, and um, the, the setting – the era it's like you mentioned very similar to sleepy hollow you know that english kind of old era it's not really my thing and i but this movie has a style about it and it's uh, and that's been perfected over the years from being a musical for decades and decades i know the musical is dates dates a little back obviously before the film was released in 2007 yeah. The colors are beautiful, and it's it's got Oof. that very serious tone too that you know Tim Burton likes to pull out of his hat every now and then. And Johnny Depp kills it. Elena Bonham Carter kills it with her meat pies. And yeah, solid you know, pies. <laughs> I still remember the the kind of emotion I had whenever he dropped the body for, uh, off of the yes the hair chair. Hair, you know, yes. like, after he kills yeah, he me, like, barber chair, yeah. yeah, and he like slams on his head. And I was like, ooh, like you know, because you're yeah. not really expecting that. But yeah, I mean, it's a completely solid all around film. And actually, believe it or not, out of the shit ton of movies I have, I don't even own it. Which it's kind of always oh. been on the list. I've, I've always wanted wanted to pick it up and you know give it a shot because it has been years since I've seen it, and I, I do need to kind of maybe refresh my my mind. But yeah, I it unfortunately did not crack my top five. That's all right. I actually picked this up at Goodwill for a dollar on DVD, which I was very excited about. So Ooh, that's a good pickup. Um, yes, definitely. So I'm, I'm actually going to try to find like a collector's edition Blu-ray or whatever, and 
Uh, I, I think he just missed the cutoff for VHS. I think it was 2000. I never remember. I think it was either 2006 or 2008 when they cut off VHS. I think it was 2006. So oh, I think was I it did really? Just, just, yeah, I just missed the cut for VHS. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, if I can do it on Blu-ray, it would be kind of cool to have that. So uh, Or the Steelbook either one. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely check that out. So Because, like I said, that, it's one of those films I just never really, like I said, it never really caught my eye. I never really, you know, you know. What I mean, I definitely wanted to watch it. And then when I watched it, I was like, wow, why did I put it up for so long? Because Depp, I mean, it's one of Depp's best roles ever, in my opinion. So, Oh, yeah, he um, kills it. He and, just and plays he it really, and his singing is just great. Yeah, and if I just add something real quick, it's like his character in this no, isn't ahead. just really a, a character. It's He he makes it he, he makes it a real person. You know, like Sweeney Todd, is. Yes. You, you don't think of it as a character in a movie. You just think of like, not a real life person, you know. You know what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like Edward Scissorhands or or Beetlejuice. You know, it's it's a popular person, and everyone knows who it is, and you can picture that person in your head whenever you hear the name. And so I, I think I think th- there's a lot of respect to be given to Depp for that. Yes, I totally agree. But I say he, and you know, I've never really been a huge fan of Johnny Depp oh. until like I turned yeah, it was like five years ago. Blasphemy and. I know, dude. I don't, know, I don't know what it was. I guess, I don't know. He just seemed like he was just typecast. But then I watched his films, and of course, I mean, you can make an argument for that. But he does separate. Like, honestly, he could make almost the same character between, you know, Sleepy Hollow and, and Sweeney Todd, and we could have got away with it. But if you watch, those characters are very different because because of the way he plays them, I think, honestly, um, which is just brilliant in, in itself. Of course, he's one of, one of the my favorite characters of his of all time is Guy Lapointe from, you know, Hugo Hosers and Tusk. I mean, everyone is going to hate me for that, and I know who's going to at me about this. So I'm about to at uh, you right now. <laughs> I mean, you and, and – I, mean, I won't even say any names. I won't even bring you into this because I know who you are, and I know you're going crazy right now. So just, just at me. I mean, just at me. It is what it is. So <laughs> just bring it because I will definitely talk down to everyone that even talks about this, you know, Tusk and how bad it is. Tusk is great. I'm gonna get a Tusk tattoo on my chest, just so you know. It's gonna be a big old fucking just uh, just Walrus the uh, Wall or uh, Wallace the Walrus can talk. You know, all my, <laughs> my chest. So speaking yeah. of that, how do you feel about the uh, new movie being announced? Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm so excited. Oh my god, Tusk two, <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, I know you listen to podcast. If you're listening, <laughs> please, for the love of Tusk, make this movie. I want to fucking see part two. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I thought so, you were talking to me. Yeah. Like I was like, "Well, I'm right here." I'm like, what do you mean? You hope I'm listening? I'm like, right here, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Okay, <laughs> oh, Kevin, listen to me, David. Kevin, Kevin, listen to me. Are you listening? All right, good. Uh, anyway, so all right, well, then, <laughs> all right, let's move on number three because I could talk about Tusk forever and we're just not, you know, let's do. I'm gonna do a. Tu- it's a Tusk podcast, honestly. There you fun, go. So. I mean. If, all right, okay. I'm going to put this on our on our on our thing. If if it was a it's a Tusk podcast, would you listen or would you not? So I'm going to put that on on our story and see what uh, what that comes up with that. So, <laughs> so. all right, uh, number three. Here we go. Number three. You to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel. Are you a ghost too? I'm the ghost with the most blade. Not, you know, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? And also just that weird feeling as a filmmaking family. You know, when you're making a film, it is like a weird dysfunctional family. And it's there's something beautiful about that. Okay, good old number three. I've got 
Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I knew that was coming up. I thought they'd be yeah. number one, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I don't know. I, it's just the first two films I have, man, are just pinnacle, next level. Some of the I best can, I can tell you what number one is. I know what number one is for you. I just know it. I, oh, yeah, now, that, now that now that Pee Wee's out of the way, I know exactly what it is. So I'll, I will definitely make a guess before we actually say number ones. So I'm going to make a guess. Now. I'll, we'll, I'll hear you out, though. So, so yeah, tell us about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, man. All right. So from the outside looking in, obviously, this is kind of a children's movie. It's children friendly, but but there is legitimate horror aspects in this. And you see a lot of that early Tim Burton footprint with this being his first uh, directorial debut, you know, he's, he's just finding his steps or whatnot. And obviously, obviously large Marge scared, not only me, but many others across the nation. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I grew up on the TV show and, you know, the character of PB Herman has kind of always been that nostalgic kind of comfort. You know, it's whenever you hear his name or, or see him, you just instantly go back to that time, you know, when you were a little kid, just had no worries in the world, you know, and, so I just love that kind of world and his house and everything. And I don't think I like the movie as much as I like the show. And uh, actually, I don't know if I can actually say that, but oh, because I love, I love the, the show, whole, dude. I love his, I love his house. And that's not really a part mm-hmm. of the show. You know, he's like in in the real world is the thing. I liked him in his kind of fantasy world as presented in the show. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. But uh, actually... Now that you mention it, the first for the podcast, I think I'm going to do the same. Really? Yes. Now hmm. I'm not right. trying to step. I'm not trying to step on your coattails, but I just realized that I forgot to add a movie in my list oh. that I love, and I always ahead, had a man. heart attack about. <laughs> um. So you, do you want to do you want to do your number three, and then I'll do my other three? No, 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 no. Go. You go ahead and put your two together. Together. Okay, so at number three, I would put Mars Attacks. I, <laughs> I. Oh, really? Yes, yes, dude. I totally didn't even see this coming. Yeah. Wow. I almost excluded it completely. I forgot all about I, it, and I'm extremely. Disappointed. I thought, I thought that Mars Attacks would be number, number one. Honestly, that's what I thought it was number one was going to be. And honestly, if yeah, I don't know what the what the hell I was wow. thinking. I was looking at my list as either. as my number three was Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and I'm talking about it. I'm looking at my list. I'm like, where the fuck is Mars Attacks? I was like, am, are you serious? I I would have bumped Planet of the Apes six ways farther than the the moon's distance to include Mars Attacks. <laughs> I'm so upset with wow. myself. Yeah. So bro, that's yeah. So honestly, if I if I could redo it, I would have Sleepy Hollow at five. Mm, Pee Wee's Big Adventure at four, and then Mars Attacks at three. But it's already set in stone. I had to share a three. Thankfully, you had just done your. You gave me that idea, or else I would have just been forever upset with myself and not had to have talked about Mars Attacks. But yes, um, yes. Okay, let's, let's talk about that movie real quick. Classic. I mean, oh. a lot of fun. You have obviously. It's weird with Mars Attacks because it has that kind of 1950s comic book feel. And I know that it it that's what Tim Burton was going for was for that kind of era. But it was, and I remember watching this movie and a lot of the apparel out for it, you know, released by kind of horror shirts is very old school comic style. And I thought it was a fifties thing for a long time. And then to find out that you know Tim Burton just pretty much created this whole world and universe um, of kind of 
fifties nostalgia that it really calls back to the fifties kind of creature and alien sci-fi horror mashup. And that's my bread and butter. I mean, not as much as slashers, obviously that's always going to be my baby, but I love that black and white, you know, era. So yeah. And the, the cast in this film is second to none. I mean, the casting is absolutely brilliant. You name any person that's important in the nineties and they're in this movie, you know, Pierce Brosnan and Jim Brown from the old yes. Brown's running back for fuck's sake. Like, come on now. <laughs> That's um, crazy. But yeah, just the, just the Martians in this film are just classic. And this one really s- stands up to the test of time. I think it doesn't look terrible. The CGI, obviously, obviously the Martians are CGI, right? It, yes. it's not I mean, great. I mean, it's definitely dated, but not as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah, that's 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 all I'm really gonna say about that one. I'll I would highly advise anybody to check out Mars Attacks from 1996 if they ever get a chance and haven't seen it. Um, it's just a great kind of sci-fi horror film from recent era. I mean, 96 was what 24 years ago, so yeah. it's still not really that recent. But if you like older movies and kind of that feel, then definitely check this one out. Yeah, about to say it's it's not one of my favorites, but at the same point, like it's not a bad film. Um, I know one of our one of my friends, Taylor, uh, aka Skynet Video, he loves this film to fucking death. And um, I think he tagged I tagged you one of his posts on Instagram, and he was yes, like, "Yeah, your friend's uh-huh. better than you." And I'm like, "Yeah." So, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one I you know I haven't seen in a long time. I probably need to revisit it honestly. But it's just I remember not liking it as much, you know. But like I said, it's not a bad film. Don't get me wrong. But, um, but yeah, so can't believe I honestly, that. I honestly thought you'd have that as that's number one. That's just yeah. Damn. Wow. I, yeah, I am just flabbergasted, my brother. But, I'm flabbergasted you know, myself, man. I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, th- this kind of shows that we are human. We <laughs> mess up. We're not. We're not perfect. We're not. We're not gods like you all think we are. I mean, you know, we do mess up. So. Well, <laughs> well, you, you, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're my god. I mean, I worship you all the time. You know. Oh, vice versa. I'll definitely bow down to you any day. So, well, you've already done that three times a day. So. Hello, four. Remember this morning? <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. We got to leave. Sorry, no. there's no number two and one. We got to go. I, I got to apply to Ohio. Uh, okay, well, my number three film um, is a film that I actually just showed my kids like about a month ago, maybe. Yeah, about a month ago. And I was really worried that they wouldn't like this film. And I was like, come on, please, guys. Just really and he fucking loved it. And it made my entire fucking life. Edward Scissorhands. I, this movie is just so fucking cool. Um, I love everything about it. Um, Depp, again, showing up in pretty much almost, I think he almost shows up. Okay, he didn't show up in all my films, but for the most part, he's, he's a very big staple in Tim Burton films, like we talked about before. But just the feel of this film is just so fucking cool. Like, it starts off kind of, you know, kind of gothic and then it kind of gets in like the suburbia and you throw him into the suburbia and it's just like people don't know what to do with themselves. They're just like, there's this weird creature and they you know, are kind of scared at first, but then they kind of like it and kind of you know, trying to make it a part of them. And it's just it's such a cool way of like saying, you know, just because something looks different than you doesn't mean that it's bad, you know, 
But but then, of course, it shows human nature of how everything comes full circle to where you're scared. You're okay with it, and then you're scared again. So it's like, I don't know. It just I just in the way Johnny Depp looks, like his. I want a pair of those scissor hands. Oh my god, I have always wanted those since I was like real little. But those would be so fucking cool to have. But um, I don't know. Just this film speaks to my heart. Uh, the music in is great. Of course, Vincent Price, the great, great Vincent Price shows up and does a fucking amazing job just in like the like three minutes he's in the film. But I just love that guy so much. He's just such a horror icon above almost all our icons, in my opinion. He's just, his way he speaks, the way he looks, just fucking awesome. So, yeah, um, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. We talked about it before love a movie so much you kind of lose your lose your speech and i just i can't say enough good things about this film because everything in it is fucking awesome yes so, that, that's a good pick yeah that's a good pick right there yeah yeah so uh all right well um i guess we're gonna go to number two i guess so uh let's just go to number two because like i said i i'm i don't know what your, your top two are honestly i can't i mean i guess okay okay now that i say that now that i say that out loud i think i know what they are but I honestly think you had Mars Attacks as number one because I was thinking you're going to leave something else we'll out. Kevin, you're just throwing the, throwing the old curveball at me, man. I'm swearing. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Number two. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel. Are you a ghost too? I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Not, you know, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? And also just that weird feeling as a filmmaking family. You know, when you're making a film, it is like a weird dysfunctional family. And it's there's something beautiful about that. All right, at number two, I've got Edward Scissorhands. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> yes. If you couldn't tell I was a little mum, I didn't want to, you know, talk about it before my time. Right, right. Well, that's perfectly fine, dude. Go ahead. What you got? So Edward Scissorhands is awesome. This movie is so much fun. It's one of those ones that it, 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 you feel like it's kind of out of this world, like it's mm-hmm. a completely different universe, but at the same time, it's not at all. You know, and I, that's why I love about Tim Burton is it's so kind of American, but foreign at the same time. And I, I, I think that that is so impressive. You have, you, you know, this, this lovable creature in Edward Scissorhands that's kind of, like you mentioned, you know, just shoved into suburbia and it's a great dichotomy there between kind of you know what's real and then something that is just out of this world and it and it meshes so so well and i love the the feel of this film i look obviously johnny depp puts in a great performance um winona ryder is in this film obviously she's very you know, young <laughs> oh yeah yeah very young appearance um just all around a great fun time and i Edward Scissorhands is one of those characters where he's just gives off this kind of sadness, mm-hmm. you know, and you just want things to go his way. And during a large portion of this film, they don't. Um, and so whenever you have a character that you're really rooting for, that's how you become emotionally invested in the film and, and want to see the characters do good. And, you know, and he's just mistake, this mistaken identity that doesn't really get his due diligence and, you know, and it, it's, yeah, there's definitely a, a underlying sadness throughout the film. And obviously Vincent Price being in this film, I, on, this is his last uh, mm-hmm. acting credit, actually, yes. believe it or not, in a, in a, in a film. 
I think he had a couple shows or something that that debuted after this, but that's neither here nor there. Right. So it, it's and when I watched this, I had no clue who it was. I just thought it was an old dude. So <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, I watched this oh, when, for the first time when I was like, fuck, maybe eight. You know, know and, and I wasn't I wasn't really kind of exposed to Vincent Price and, and his world of horror films that he's had. So yeah, it's kind of a disservice to him that I had no idea who he was when I first watched it, and later of obviously knowing it's Vincent Price just kind of sets this film to the next level. And I think that that's such a great um, combination is Vincent Price and Tim Burton. And it just ended up succeeding brilliantly. And just, this is one of those films that is just a great time all the way around. You know, it's got hints of comedy. It's got hints of drama. It's got horror aspects to it, you know, and that's what, Tim Burton does so well as he meshes all of those into one and uh, sometimes he has those films that don't do it so well as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode but yeah all the way around Edward Scissorhands is definitely a film I love and I would always recommend to anybody I'm talking to yes I totally agree like it's just it's just great I mean like honestly there's nothing really I can say about about it it's, like, it's just great like the music's great in it too I've mentioned, mentioned that before but yeah, it's just it all plays so well together, and it's just like you said, it's it's a very you know horror and then other just other things added in. It's just it's just a great mixture. So yeah, very very good. One hundred percent. Yep. Um, all right, well, let's move on to my number two, and it's I mean, if you know me well enough, you're gonna know my you know if, once I tell you this film, you're gonna know what my number one is, of course. But uh, my number two, and we talked about this before in our ghost episode, you know, a long, a long, a long time ago. Good God, if you haven't listened to our first season. Go listen to all those uh, genre, of, you know, top fives we had. Um, this was very high on my list as well on that episode. Um, but number two is Beetlejuice from 88. Um, Keaton. What can I say about Keaton? Michael Keaton is one of the greatest actors of our time. And I will definitely fight you if you tell me it's wrong because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> like I will put you in a grave. <laughs> I will put you in a ground, motherfucker. Um, no, but like he's just he is so versatile. If you look at his entire you know filmography, he's just he's so like he can do almost anything. He can do like romantic comedies. He can do straight comedies. He can do you know horror. He can do horror comedies. He can do action. He can, I mean, he's so, but he does it so well. And, like, no one, in my opinion, could play Beetlejuice again, ever. Like, if they try to reboot this and put someone else in there, it's like Freddy Krueger almost to me. Like he Oh, is, for sure. Yeah, he is Beetlejuice. Like, that, he pulls it off so well. And I love the way that they kind of, you know, mimic him in the cartoon. I don't know if you ever – did you ever watch the cartoon back when you were a kid? Yes, uh-huh. Yes. I just – it didn't even mimic that, you know, his style in the cartoon, which is fucking perfect. So – like he's so funny in this. Like he's just every time I watch, I just laugh my ass off because it's so like just the, the comedy is so important, but it's also very dark comedy as well. So it's like I don't know, man. Just the whole Tim Burton thing in this. He puts his hand on top of this film and just blesses it with like the you know his Tim Burtonness and like you know, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and um, like I said, one on a writer. And I mean the, the cast in this is so fucking deep. Like it just goes so like I don't know. It's just it's so well. Um, casts and the the set piece is fucking amazing. Like the house they're in and like the, the afterlife stuff they do. It's just, Oh, it's so great. And I just, I talk more about this in the, in the ghost episode too, but you know, I won't go too much into this. Cause like I said, I can go on forever about this movie, but like just the whole aesthetic of this film is perfect. You know, perfect 10, 
Tim Burton, you knocked out the fucking park with this film. And it almost was number one, but like I said, if you know who I am, you know what I'm about. So, um, I don't know, anything to add or do you want to? It's all right. You know, wait a minute. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to wait a minute. Okay. Or whatever. <laughs> I, I swear I always tip my hand, but tip your hand at the same time. So, um, so we'll just get into it. Um, what will it let's be? Just skip, let's just skip on to number one so we can get this thing going. So, uh, all right. Here we go. Number one. We ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel. Are you a ghost too? I'm the ghost with the most blade. Not, you know, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? And also just that weird feeling as a filmmaking family. You know, when you're making a film, it is like a weird dysfunctional family. And it's there's something beautiful about that. Well, to the surprise of nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number one is Beetlejuice. Now, this is one of my favorite films of all time, believe it or not. Oh, yes. really? Yes, because it's one. It, Tim Burton just creates one of those worlds where it's just so realistic, but so not at the same time. And and his cartoonish kind of take on reality is, I think it's just so affable. It's, it's beautiful. I can't get mm-hmm. enough of it. I really can't. Now, this film, actually, I'm pulling up my top 100 films of all time list. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, let me see here. What do I have it? Where do I have it? Where do I have it? I see top five at least. Do, 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 do. Oh shit! I can't find it. Okay. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. You need to rewrite your list, there, buddy. I know. I think so. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what are you, Mars Attacks, and now Beetlejuice? Well, know, come on, man! man. You're slacking. Good God, you're worse than me. Well, if you want to <laughs> check out my uh, letterboxed. It's at Slashing Captain, where I have several lists of, you know, kind of my favorite films of all time and favorite films based on year and, and whatnot. So check it out there. I'll, I'll have it posted on there. But what's not to like about this one? I mean, obviously, Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. Has, as I was talking earlier, you know, it's not a person acting. It's, it's a legitimate, like, being, you know. It's a, it's a classic person. It's not just a character anymore. And Beetlejuice is probably one of my favorite all-time horror icons and you almost, you know, it with Tim Burton, you have horror and then you have an asterisk, you know, because there's this film is a horror film. You know, I'll, I'll say that, but it, yep. he always has this extreme comedy in it. And, and a lot of his films have this deep drama, underlying drama. And the kind of plot that this film has is very serious. You know, it's, yes. it's very sad. And, and um, you know, obviously... Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin are this couple, and they they die. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't Uh, don't die, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, and so they kind of delve into this world of this haunted house and this ghost and this the whole nether world, you know, like just involving around death, and it's really kind of sandworms. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the visual of that sandworm, man. That just the visuals in this film are just out of this world and of, of course you have Winona Ryder and just the entire cast knocks it out of the park and you that's exactly what you had just mentioned was the cast in this film is so deep um a lot of Tim Burton films are like that and I think that Tim Burton has just this unique style that you know all the actors just come 
flying in by the drones, you know, by the dozens to be a part of these universes because it is truly something that is unique and lovable. And Beetlejuice is exactly that. I cannot hype this movie up enough. And it is actually getting a 4K release, which I'm really stoked about. I can't wait to check that out um, in October. But yeah, man, Beetlejuice is a fantastic movie. And and uh, you're wrong if you think otherwise. I fully agree with you. I get fuck you if you think that's right now. <laughs> yeah. If you don't um, like this movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Pull my shit out there. All right. But yeah, I actually yeah, picked this steel book up. West. There you go. I pulled a steel book from eBay for like 12 bucks like a couple months ago. And dude, I fucking love it. Like it's it, beautiful. The cover is, oh, cover is so fantastic. So yeah, I, uh, this film is just great, honestly. So could not agree with you more, my friend. But yeah, like I said, I, I could have sworn you had Mars Attacks at number one. I don't know. The way you talk about that movie is just like crazy. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's that's just kind of, kind of goes to show how much I respect Tim Burton and his work. You know, like any of these top three films could maybe beat out my number one for any other director. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think very highly of uh, Burton and his films and the worlds that he is able to create and... um Something that I kind of feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not. I'll mention this after you give your number one. Okay, okay. are you sure? No, I was just gonna say how uh, I kind of feel like maybe he's lost his touch as of lately, but. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. I agree, and, and I, I think every every director kind of does that. Like they kind of like have like this really hot streak, and then you kind of see their slow decline, like into like you know, I guess retirement. I guess you could say. Yeah. So. Yeah, he just you know. kind of lost the horror touch on a lot of his films. I mean, the last film he did was Dumbo. Dumbo, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure if you told Tim Burton in the early to 90s that he'd be working on a Disney animated film, I don't know if he would be stoked about that or not. Yeah, no, I'd say I, I agree. But, you know, like, I think he does stuff because, you know, also I think the reason he does films like that is the fact that he knows they're, they're lovable classics and he wants to put his own twist on it, which I fully support. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. He is losing his horror touch. But like I said, you know, he's put out so many good ones. I'll give him a pass, you know. So, yeah, I, I feel it. But get, um, give me your number one. Now, I think I know what it is, but I'm not positive. I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows me well enough, <laughs> knows that my number one film is. Um, and I, there was no debate on this, honestly. Like, I, I said, I, even before I even said, you know, debating on something else at number one, but really I was just saying that to be nice. Because everyone fucking knows that I am a huge Batman fan. I mean, I fucking have the logo tattooed on my back. So, like, there's no doubt about it. Batman 1989 is my number one film. I remember watching this in the theater as a kid and I was, I was 10 years old and I remember sitting there just literally my, my hands were gripping the sides of the seat. My mouth was wide open. My eyes were as wide as they can get just in, in taking in all of this Tim Burton-y Batman goodness into my body and just being like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, you know, I'd watched the I watched the TV show before this, and I was I'm not a huge fan of the TV show. Don't kill me for that, but I mean it was great and all. But like I just I don't know, it just didn't really hit that Batman spot that I needed. It didn't fill that Batman size hole in my heart, if you want to say that. But this film, I mean, literally grabbed me by the shoulders, flipped me around, put me on the bed, and just rammed it home as hard as it could. Damn. And not as a kid, not as a kid, of course, right now. But <laughs> no, that's a good movie right there. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, let me back up and, and make sure one knows that's, that's the way it is. But, like, 
<laughs> but like, like I said, Keaton, <laughs> Keaton in this movie, like, oh my god, like. If you can go from Beetlejuice to Batman, like, that's just genius in itself. Like, that's just, oh, God, I just fucking love Michael Keaton so much. Um, and if anyone's seen the recent uh, Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, fucking amazing is the villain in that. Like, oh, my God. Just, all right, Keaton, if you're listening, can I have your babies? I mean, I just, right now, I just want to have your babies. Damn. Um, I know. Um, hit me up. Uh, slide my DMs, whatever. Um, but like, he's gonna. Re- I thought he's gonna reprise his role as Batman in, in in a future Flash film, which might be Flashpoint Paradox. Which, oh my god, that movie's fucking awesome. If you haven't seen the animated movie, uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, go watch it. It's animated, I know, but if uh, it's fucking awesome, it's one of the best animated films I've ever seen in my life. Um, and the live action is gonna be even better. So, but okay, back to Batman eighty nine. Um, I mean, you got God. You got Michael Keaton. You got Jack Nicholson. You got uh, Kim Basinger. You have like let me just run the list for a second because this film has everyone. Um, fucking uh, Billy D. Williams, uh, Michael Go, uh, Jack Palance, um, and of course you have none other than Jerry Hall as the Joker's girlfriend. Oh, I mean, hello. yes. So <laughs> if you and if you don't know, if you're listening, if you're going, who the fuck is Jerry Hall? My actual first name is Jerry, so there you go. Uh, I'm I'm West. Everyone else, you know, just for the fact that's a whole fucked up situation. If you want to know more about that, hit me in my DMs. I'll tell you all about it. You were in this but, movie, um, then, huh? Yeah, I was in. I mean, like, this name spelled exactly the same and everything. So yeah, um, but like this joke. Okay, okay. So just to truth be told, my favorite Joker of all time is Heath Ledger in the Dark. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the Dark Knight. I just love the way he portrays it. But Nicholson is a close, close second. So, I mean, he just fucking plays it so well. And, like, for every, I mean, he, he's so cynical and so sarcastic, but yet so funny and so charismatic. And I just, I love both characters. Batman and, and Joker, this is definitely a Batman movie, but the Joker definitely is right there next to him, just pushing this movie, you know, right into your ass to where you just cannot. Get away with you know from it. It's just awesome, but like honestly, I think I think the Dark Knight definitely is a Joker film, and that's why I think I like that Joker so much better because they focus on that character so much. But anyway, um, and not to downplay Christian Bale, he did a great job. But and of course, everyone knows, or if you don't know by now, my my Batman, and I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. My Batman has been Affleck because I love the older brooding Batman from Dark Knight Returns. But yeah, at me, whatever, just it is what it is. But um. This movie is so fucking awesome. I love Batman 89. It's just the nostalgia about it just grips me every time I see it. I, I, I can't get enough of it. I, I This movie I can really watch on repeat for just the end of time, which, you know, I mean, my life is coming pretty soon, so it'll be like tomorrow. But, um, God damn. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll just stop talking now because I can really go on about this film and Batman in general for ages and ages. If you want to talk about Batman, my DMs are open. Slide in there. We'll talk about it fucking awesome so um tim burton we love you to death seriously it's one of my favorite episodes to record and just keep you know i said keep going but you know i think your horror days are kind of sliding into the past but yeah and there's always been talks of a beetlejuice too now when i was compiling my list of all of his directing credits obviously there's beetlejuice 2 that said it was announced um I never put much water in that boat because I know there's always been rumors of it, but you know, here's to hoping it, obviously you can't just have anyone be Beetlejuice. Like you mentioned, you know, Michael Keaton has to be him. 
And as much as I would love to see it happen, I'm okay with it not because yeah. it's just, yeah, you know, too. obviously being one of my top films, I actually found it on my list. It was at number nine, by the way. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Good. my number Good. nine film of all time. So that's how much, that's the totem pole I had that film on. So, yeah, I mean, here's to looking out to Tim Burton's future. And, you know, we don't really know where he's headed. Obviously, his last two films were Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which I kind of thought was lackluster, too, personally. Mm. Did you watch that one? I haven't seen it yet, but it, it looks interesting. So, I may eventually watch it. So Yeah, I, I just personally thought it was not as good as I thought it would be. Um, so that and then Dumbo, which I hadn't seen Dumbo either. Did you watch that one? Oh, I'm saying, I oh. don't have no desire to see that at yeah, all. Yeah, honestly. So. Which, honest, I, I've been kind of wanting to give it a shot because, you know, it has to have that little Tim Burton flair. It's got to. Um, right, right. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so maybe maybe one day I'll get around to it, but I don't know. A film about a flying elephant isn't really on my radar. So we'll see um, if I ever get around to it. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, it's, it's a lot of films that people probably haven't seen yet. So, yeah, if you haven't seen his, his movies, go check them out because, honestly, he's a great director. So... Even even lackluster, even Dark Shadows, like it has its 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 merits, you know. So I won't say that it's just a shitty movie because it's not. But like I said, we know we put out a shit pick, but and it's just what we call it. So, but like it's you know it is a very you know interesting film. We'll put it that way. So, sure. yeah, I guess two solid top fives, and or actually top sevens. Actually, going to call it what it is. So, <laughs> uh, like, well, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, top six. Top six there we go. Uh-huh. Extra top six and stuff. But um, yeah, so it was a very, it was a first for both. Honestly, I thought I'd be the only one doing that, so I'm glad you pulled uh, another, you know, a double, you know, number in there too. So yeah, awesome. and I'm again just one last time. I'm ecstatic you did that because I would have thought I was just fucked with and having to uh, omit Mars Attacks completely. So thank you for that. Right, you're welcome. That's you know, I'm, I'm gonna just give myself some applause. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and also applause for Tim Burton, too, because he is amazing. So, um, all right, well, let's just uh, wrap this show up. Uh, I actually have a giveaway I'm going to be doing in just a moment. So if you won the giveaway, congrats. I'm not sure who you are yet, so but congratulations on winning that. And, um, yeah, let's wrap this up so we can get to that. Uh, let's plug some uh, – let's plug the patrons. Come on, God, the patrons are fucking awesome. I love you guys to death. You're just the best people in the whole world. You keep us going. You give us a, a you know a reason to, to really improve, and we're improving on things. And I uh, got some stuff coming up. It's gonna be awesome. So uh, just keep uh, keep watch for that. Uh, but you guys are just the fucking best. So thank you so so much. Um, the merch store. Uh, we are gonna. I'm actually gonna add some new stuff there pretty soon. So keep an eye for that. Um, a lot of our t-shirts are selling very well. So we really appreciate you guys uh, for for giving us uh, the boost there as well. Um, and again, if you have taken, if you have bought something from ours and you haven't sent us a picture of you wearing it or having it or whatever, please do that so we can put it on our page. We really appreciate all you doing that. So um, let's plug some podcasts. We got um, a lot of the dark podcasts. Fucking love those guys. I swear. Every, every time we have an episode come out, I just, I can't wait to hear it. I just love you guys to death. Mike and Maddie, you're the best. You're the reason I do this. So thank you so much. Um, and of course, Kevin's the reason I do this, but I mean, you were, you were my inspiration to start doing this. Oh, like shucks. <laughs> Uh, I love you, brother. Um, love you, bro. And we also have a we have a podcast on Elm Street. Again, you guys are fucking awesome. You always support us, and we really appreciate it. And we want to support you guys too. I try to share you guys much you know stuff as much as I can. So we really appreciate you guys. Uh, the Dolls of Horror, love you, ladies, to death. Uh, just, just fucking awesome. So keep doing what you're doing. 
And last but not least, uh, Tennessee Horror Basement, uh, Tennessee Horror News is the network we're on. Uh, they have a whole bunch of shows, uh, YouTube channels like that attached to that. So go check them out. Um, but just thank you guys so much for letting us piggyback on your network and uh, sharing us with the masses. So uh, recently we hit 10,000 downloads. Uh, we're already at over 12,000, which I think is fucking amazing. So thank you so, so much for that. Um, and, okay, okay. as, as I plug us uh, up on social media, I'll, I'll give this to you. Let's, let's plug ourselves up with this. You can find us on this, uh, Instagram at It's a Horror Podcast. Same on Facebook. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Fuck it. And on Instagram, we are actually, our podcast page is actually about 2,000. So Woo. thank you for that. We're, we're almost there. We have like maybe 50 more to go. So yeah, thank you guys so much for following us there and just boosting us up and making us feel really great, you know, great and everything. So we really appreciate that. Um, so I guess the only thing left to do now is find out what we're going to do next time. So have we even talked about a director yet? Do you think about one? No, <laughs> we have not talked about well, one. <laughs> okay. So let's go over it. Let's just. Let's do it right now. Uh, let me go back to my list of directors that I have written down, and I think we had a, we talked about a couple, I think last time. So uh, let's just let's just look through this list real fast. So we just finished Bird. So Bird, we, I'm going to say Bird was a newer one. So let's go old. Um, anything pop out to you? I'm thinking of you can think of someone, but I know you probably have not seen any of their films yet. Okay, well just just say it. I'm thinking William Castle. I don't even have any idea who that is. He's not even on our list. No. Oh shit. Okay. Well, we'll do someone from the list. I mean, I mean, we can do Castle. I mean, what? I mean, we'll we'll cut that this part out. Do. Was, <laughs> okay. What about? Well, I mean, no. I mean, I like people to know this. I mean, what about Romero? I was Ooh, Romero. Good pick. Yep. We'll, we're, that's it. All right. That's perfect. We're, we're doing that Romero one. then. All right. Next. All right. So next. Next up is Romero, and um, I'm excited about that one. So, but I'll add Castle to the list too. So, um, awesome. I'll definitely get that in there. So. Perfect. Well, I'm just going to get out of here and I'm going to take him with me. We're going to go have some fun and do other stuff. But anyway, so (laughs) I'm just going to this off by saying my name is Wes. And I'm Kevin. And we'll see you next time. See you.